Aloha. Welcome to Global Yoga Flow Podcast. In this podcast, we're talking about the Yoga Sutras. But we're not going to dive in to the aphorisms themselves. In this podcast, we take a broad overview of the sutras, looking at what does the word sutra itself mean? And what are the chapter titles? What do they mean? And how do they relate to each other? If we start from this broad understanding of what the sutras are, what the chapters are meant to teach us, then we prepare ourselves well to receive the wisdom of the aphorisms more fully as we dive into those in a future podcast. So let's begin with the word sutra. It's based on the same root word that brings us the word suture. Suture, stitches. When you cut yourself and the doctor sews you up, they're called sutures. So sutra means thread that connects thread that connects, weaving things together. The idea is that Patanjali, the author of the sutras, is teaching us to build a very clear connection between our unseen source energy, you might say your soul, and the very physical aspects of ourself, the workings of the mind and the workings of the body. We might also say that the sutras are weaving together the eight-limbed yoga practice so that we can understand the relationship between the limbs and how we can weave those together to bring out the best in ourselves and to make an offering to those around us. So sutra, it means threads that connect, helps us weave together the worlds of the seen and the unseen, helps us weave together the aspects of self for greater well-being and effective human creation. Okay, let's step into chapter one. It's called Samadhi Pada. You might recognize Samadhi as the eighth limb of the Ashtanga eight-limbed philosophy. And Samadhi does mean complete absorption. Maybe you've heard it defined as bliss. And why would that be in chapter one of the sutras? I think what Patanjali is doing is letting us know that this thing that we reach for in the practice called samadhi is actually our natural state. It's not something that's outside of us. It's our very natural state, samadhi, complete union with all that is, with our source, and also union with our creative power. Uh, We came with a pure knowing that the limitless possibility from the soul side was available to us as we navigate through this Uh, physical world with its laws of nature okay and so we are being reminded we're being taken on a journey of remembering in the samadhi pada remember your true self remember your natural state of joy and empowerment and you may know the first yoga sutra the first aphorism in that first chapter its translation is basically And now, here is the instruction of yoga. It's sort of like this this grand introduction. And the energy of it is, you may have tried other things to bring deep meaning to your life. You may have tried lots of relationship. 
You may have tried Adrenaline Rush Adventure and maybe lots of acquisition. Perhaps you're very rich. And yet each of us in trying all of these outward focuses eventually comes to a place where we say, well, I've done all this stuff outside and yet that very deep and vast, much more vast than the outside world, that very deep and vast inner world is still calling me. And so we're invited inward with the Samadhi Pada. Come and get to know yourself. And in the aphorisms of the Samadhi Pada, we're also shown the common blockages, the veils and armoring that hide our truth from ourselves, right? So we're taken uh, on this journey of get to know your true self, get to know your natural joy, and get to know some of the shadowy things that sort of um, naturally come with that light. Okay, so chapter two is called the sadhana pada, and many of you might know that word sadhana as uh, your daily practice. I'm going to do my sadhana, whether it's your pranayama or maybe a, a guided meditation, maybe it's a walk in the woods, certainly your asana practice is part of it. And you might also know that, that sadhana is, has a specific definition, three, part, um, three components of it that are the last of the uh, niyamas, the five niyamas, and the last three are tapas, Svadhyaya and Ishvara Pranidhana, tapas being a burning desire to go further, to, to um, stay with it, even when you're pushing on the membrane of the unknown and it's a bit uncomfortable, your desire to move through the discomfort into comfort, to make known the unknown is strong enough that you're going to burn through the level of ignorance and, and, and go to the next level. Tapas, fiery very fiery. And then spadhyaya is um, self-study. And it's, it's a willingness to really look with grueling honesty at ourselves. And often what we're looking at is habits of mind. You know, what are the stories that I keep telling? What are the like repetitive sort of knee-jerk patterns of response I have in my mind? Um, is my inner dialogue um, self-critical and militant? Let me really study myself. And it also includes the study of scriptures that we can use to help reflect on what's happening in our inner world, svadhyaya. So really thinking things through and being willing with, with compassionate but, but grueling honesty to look at our own patterns. And then Ishvara Pranidhana is um, this constant... Um, softening of everything. Like, don't take it too seriously. Don't get so intense with that self-study and tapas that you can't just uh, find the joy in, in all of it and, and, and do it just for the pure interest and do it for the betterment of the whole and do it as an, as an offering to source. I've been given this mind. I've been given this body. I mean, I'd be It'd be sort of insulting to my maker to to not dive in and, and really get to know things and see what I can where I can go with this right. So sometimes we think of Ishvara Pranidhana as give it up to God or or just do it for the goodness of of the whole. So those are three aspects of sadhana pada, or of sadhana and sadhana pada, um, pada meaning path. So each chapter has the word pada as the second word in the two-word chapter titles. And pada does mean foot, can mean leg as well, um, but it also means path, right? So here it means path. Sadhana pada is the, the path of soul growth. 
so sadhana, the practices that strengthen our our connection to our union with soul so that we're moving not just in the logical physical plane but also we have a foot uh, on the other side of the veil and we feel the sense of our unlimited soul with us as we're unfolding our life experience sadhanapada so let's just review those two first two chapters before we move on to the second two chapters and really look at the relationship between the two chapters so the Samadhi Pada is mostly focusing on get to know yourself, get to know your natural state of Samadhi. That's who you are. Love is who you are. Joy is who you are. Let's come away a bit from the outside world. Let's go inside and give a, a, a good handshake. Get to know that blissful, empowered self that you came to be. And let's look at some of the shadowy things that tend to get in the way. Samadhi Pada. And then sadhanapada, okay, now let's assume you feel your awesomeness, your samadhipada, and you, you sense some of the shadowy stuff that can cloak it. Now let's look at some, in sadhanapada, let's look at some really clear practices for strengthening your resilience, your ability to continue to come back to this samadhi self, this natural joy, even when the shadows get quite dark, right, and the obstacles get quite thick and big. Let's hear some practices, mostly for the mind, but you know, also breath and, and asana for the body. And, and we're going to make these part of our daily flow so we can keep this connection to our natural joy and power. Okay, so first two chapters. Now let's take a look at the third chapter. It's called the Vibhutipada. And often the third chapter is interpreted as the chapter of superpowers. And I think that Patanjali might get a little squirmy with that because one of the things he's saying with, with this whole um, beautiful book he's, he's offered us is this is your natural state. These, these powers of being a deliberate creator in this world, rooted in the purity and goodness of your soul and the power, unlimited creative power that is yours, you came here to unfold in an authentic way a unique style of love, to leave a legacy of, ex of the expansion of love. And, and here's a book about remembering that that's who you are and how to get really good at it while you're here. So to call the Vibhutipada supernatural powers, I think that Patanjali might say, no, 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 the most natural. They are the most natural and democratically offered to every single human being. And yet, this is the paradox. He's saying these are the keys to deliberate creation right here in the Vibhutipada. And yet most people do not take the time to understand their own selves well enough to truly tap into and effectively apply these creative powers. And, and Patanjali, I think, was, was hoping that, that more of us would if he left the legacy of these sutras and bless him for doing that. So the Vibhutipada is looking at the last three limbs of the eight-limbed uh, philosophy, Dharana, Dhyana, and Samadhi. And Dharana, Dhyana, and Samadhi, the trilogy he calls Samyama, and, and really is the, the, the pulse of, of meditation, which is deliberate creation, right? Turning away from the outside world and instead of using action and words to create, to go deep into the 
um, to the inception moment, right? To get into the energy before it has even crystallized to be the beginnings of a new creation, to clarify it and empower it in a positive direction. So we feel less like reality is coming at us and we got to just deal with it. And we're more deliberate and discriminating. And we start going, yeah, I created that. Mm-hmm. I called that in. Ooh, that's just really making my heart sing. And it's, I can see it's bringing greater health and joy to my family. Wow. I really do have uh, an effect on the, the, the creative outflow of my own experience. This feels good. Right? That, this is the state that, that the Vibhutipada is helping us move towards with these practices of uh, meditation to unlock and remember our powers of deliberate creation through meditation. Okay, now the fourth chapter is called the Kaivalya chapter, the Kaivalya Pada. The Kaivalya Pada is the path of the soul's journey. And it's one that's rarely uh, delved into, and, and perhaps rightfully so, because it's about um, where what the soul's lineage is and, and the essence of your, your soul family and your place in that soul family, uh, what your journey might entail after you leave this physical experience and, and perhaps get ready to come again. Um, so, so very interesting, and we will have a podcast specifically on the Kaivalya Pada, but I wanted to begin right here with this zoomed out and broad perspective of the sutras, what they are, what are the four chapter titles, how do those chapter titles relate to each other, and in that way sort of whet your appetite before you dive in to um, unpackage each of the aphorisms within the chapters. So I hope this was helpful, and I hope that it brings greater clarity and confidence to teachers such that you feel inspired to begin sharing these sutras with your students and helping to spread the, the reconnection and the natural empowerment um, and deliberate creation that is our birthright.